Hi everybody. Um, I'm sitting here today with Kat Ellis McIntyre, who is a shamanic astrologer. Uh, she runs shamanic astrology session sessions online. Um, you can find her on Facebook. Um, what, what's your Facebook page called? Cat uh, Ellis McIntyre, shamanic, shamanic astrologer. Shamanic astrologer. So yeah, look her up. Uh, you can you can get um, online moon circles with her as well. And uh, uh, she's currently in the Northern Beaches, but she's looking to relocate and at the moment leaving uh, or focusing on the online services. So check those out. It's going to be pretty cool. Um, and soon, on the 24th of March, she's having a shamanic astrology for the soul path, oh, for soul path abundance. Sorry, I'll say that again. Shamanic astrology for soul path abundance. And that's going to be a webinar on the 24th of March from 7 p.m. Sydney time. And you can also find more about her at www.catellis, with a double L, McIntyre, spelled M-C-I-N-T-Y-R-E.com. Cool. All right. So, can you tell me what is shamanic astrology? So, <laughs> I know what shamanism is um, to some degree, and I know what astrology is, but how do they come together? Um, what's, the, what's the link? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, it's funny. I studied them separately, um, but it's just a little. Uh, I think when I started working, it just naturally kind of flowed together. Okay. So, so they, this is something that you've done yourself. Yeah, so is that so, your idea to do. Oh this? well, yeah. Right. I mean, I think there's probably other shamanic <coughs> astrologers out there, but it's absolutely yeah, kind of something that just ended up kind of flowing. But awesome. they both really focus on cycle work so I think that's what I love about it because yeah. it's kind of either really being in tune with nature cycles in shamanism or you've got the chart which is kind of like a cycle in astrology so there's these real links and these real elements that really mm. flow together beautifully yeah so like the seasonal wheel of the year is a shamanic thing as well like I'm, I'm in paganism we have the 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 wheel of the year which is a like eight seasonal um celebrations I guess for the equinoxes Beautiful. and the solstices and then there's like cross quarters so is it is it something like that that they yeah, have in shamanism or is it something different yeah they've got something called a, a medicine wheel okay, so yeah. it's kind of got um yeah the four directions of the medicine wheel the east west north and south yeah and then yeah absolutely the astrology chart kind of lines up the 12 signs so they really blend in beautifully together so, so that that medicine wheel idea does that does that have to do with the year as well? So do you have like the north time of year or something or, or is it? Um, I kind of use it more as in with the season. So not really uh, kind of the time of the year, but yeah, more seasonal. So kind mm. of, um, yeah, for example, I would say the east is really a springtime because okay. it's really about the new beginnings. So, and then it kind of goes around the wheel, but yeah, so it kind of really links in with the seasons, which is what I love about it. It's because that's really what that so, cycle is. So would you have east as, as spring and then north as summer? Yeah. Okay. So that's the same as what we would do as oh, well. cool. But okay. in the Northern Hemisphere, would they have south as summer? Do they do that? Um, I don't would say so yeah because that's it probably flips around up there yeah yeah interesting i wonder Absolutely. if that came about through people looking at pagan wheel of the year and that's cool that that 
links in with that too the pagan it's just I, I love it how everything really is a cycle like it all kind of links in with the seasons and this mm. real natural flow and this natural rhythm yeah yeah it's beautiful awesome so um do you do seasonal celebrations for that or or like or is it just about readings more for you uh well actually that's something that i'm yeah kind of bringing in at the moment is this um seasonal reading so like getting one for spring <coughs> summer autumn and winter because there really is such profound changes in each season yeah um like just coming in now what we're in with um the beginning of autumn if you're in the southern hemisphere um this equinox period and with the eclipses it's a really big time of change and mm. autumn really marks that so that's why i'm yeah i'm bringing in these this package of these four readings throughout the year combining the shamanism tools as well with the medicine wheel to really allow people to navigate each season and really step into the changes that each season offers because each season is so different and if we can really work with that energy that it brings it really can make a huge difference on our lives yeah that's a great idea and so you you combine the astrology reading and that idea of like the every year there's this cycle of spring summer um so i guess like spring bringing things in summer abundance yeah um autumn decline and letting go and winter like internal work is that what you do is that what we do absolutely that's the pagan stuff you mean as well that's yeah that's really interesting i love it yeah 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 Yeah. i mean it's it's nature isn't it it's like sort of just it's natural it comes natural absolutely yeah that's so cool with the um astrology stuff though i've always wondered if um the different star signs were like the different moods of the the star signs because i've always been a a jet i mean i'm a gemini and um but i've always felt that that was kind of a summary mood like that 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 particular star sign was it was always about kind of butterflies were the symbol and it was um you know, skipping through the fields, kind of, you know, carefree, um, communicator, um, like, it was always sort of very extroverted personality, but as somebody that has my birthday in winter, I was always like, oh, how does that work? So, I don't know, do you feel that there's, like, a, a northern hemisphere, um, what's the word, uh, emphasis on the way that the astrology signs work with the year or do you think it works down here in a different way somehow well it's interesting you say because with the um like with the gemini thing and kind of going into the medicine wheel that's kind of what and that's what i'm going to be talking about in the webinar like how each of the um signs kind of focus on a different season yeah. So, um, yeah, this whole and, and on a different element of the medicine world. So the whole exactly what you're talking about um, is the the air signs are actually about the north and the summer. Wow. So you felt that you must have really felt that in your body. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's yeah because it's kind of it is that exactly what you're saying kind of because like when it's when it's in life. that season it is summertime up there. So yep. yeah, absolutely. So it's um, in relation to what you're saying about the Northern Hemisphere and the Southern Hemisphere, um, I think it just flips around. So when, um, yeah, if you're located up there, like depending, so for example, we're coming into the um, spring equinox up there, so it just kind of flips around. So 
up there it's it's all it's still there's still a lot of change going on but it's really about moving into these new beginnings and kind of starting afresh with a new vision and kind of moving forward mm. with that yeah so the seasonal stuff is definitely obviously different but is the astrology stuff as well then the astrology side of it oh wow. um so the astrology stuff is actually all the same yeah so yeah that flows in the same so, but you feel that somehow it kind of works down here as well yeah, it mm. does because that's the beauty of astrology is that in this unique system is that it kind of all no matter where you are. I mean, there's there can be different time frames because the we're behind like it's behind in the southern hemisphere compared to the northern oh, hemisphere okay. time wise. So, like say there's an eclipse happening, we might get it on the ninth and they would get it on the eighth kind of thing. But it's still in the same sign. It's still um, a solar, a complete solar eclipse. So that's those kind of effects are still being felt on a very deep level. They what do they get it at the same moment, or is it just because? And it's just because we call that day, you know, because of the time zones. Is that what that difference is? But it would happen. It doesn't happen different times, kind of objectively, does it? Well, it happens, so we would get it, <coughs> no, not objectively, that's right. So right. it would happen, say, like it's 8 o'clock here. Yeah, but yeah, because of the time zones. Yeah. That's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. all right. All right, so they've got a completely different reading on it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh, your mind just goes, like, out, and you're suddenly, I'm suddenly seeing, like, the galaxy now, or the, <laughs> the solar system, I mean, rather than just, like, the world like yeah. I'm thinking in like southern hemisphere and northern hemisphere but you're thinking like sun and moon and stars and stuff <laughs> and it's just so much bigger it is that's so interesting oh it is and that's the whole yeah absolutely that's the whole <laughs> thing with it. As astrology it's just so massive there's so much to it and it contains so much so um it's not just yeah kind of the star sign or the sun sign as it can be called there's just so many different elements that make up the whole of you in your chart yeah. and then depending on what's going on out there like with the transits all these eclipses like what I'm talking about that all comes in to impact your individual natal chart on a mm. very deep level so this eclipse it does affect these eclipses this month for example do affect everyone but depending on like if you're <coughs> um if you have uh, for example, the one the lunar eclipse on the twenty third of March in Libra. If you have, I can't actually remember at the moment what degree that's in. But if you're if you have Libra in your chart to a certain degree, which is the same as the eclipse, it will affect you more strongly. Oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. So it will still affect you on a deep level. It still affects everyone <coughs> these kind of changes. But that's why it's even more beautiful bringing it into your own chart because then it can you can kind so, of see the yeah. impact all of this transiting stuff this yeah brings into your soul print. Yeah. So really, you're just like like it's so deep already. Yeah. And then there's like so there's like your individual story and then like the story of the whole planet and then there's like you know more depth in it when you look at the seasons for your own area it's like you're just kind of <coughs> adding more and more detail. Absolutely. <coughs> Absolutely. It is that though. It's um yeah, adding more and more detail and that's like it's it's really there's so much in it. Um yeah, so much learning, and I yeah, I know for me, it's it's kind of like I feel like I'll be learning life um, astrology for a, a lifetime. That's how much there is, but um, 
Yeah, it's it's amazing system. Yeah, awesome. So when did you get into it? Like, if you have been learning it for a lifetime, probably already. Well, it's funny. Yeah, it's funny <coughs> you should say that because um, recently I went back to <coughs> my... Oh, sorry, everyone. I got this tickle of a cough. It's Ooh. all right. Um, <laughs> yeah, but going back to my hometown um, and... There's actually the streets names all named after star signs just oh, really? around the corner from my house. Wow. And as a kid, I used to walk past them and kind of just like I was also I was always into astrology. I would yeah, kind of look at like the street signs and, and always look at my little star sign in the paper and do all those kind of things. And more recently just going back there, it was just really cool, like kind of taking a bit of a trip down memory lane again and just like like it was just so cool to have that right around the corner from my house. So I feel like it's kind of been <coughs> innately within me from a very young age. And then I've always been really passionate about it and interested in always reading books on it. But then, yeah, I, I did studies in it. Um, I think it was two years ago that I did a certificate in it. Um, I still want to do more. Like, as I say, it's kind of like a lifetime learning, but it's mm. just, yeah, it's fascinating. It's really fascinating. Yeah. yeah. So <coughs> was there anyone in your family? that was doing it as well? Like, do you have any... Like, what kind of environment were you growing up in, learning this kind of stuff? Yeah, well, <coughs> not so much. My family... So I come from a Catholic background, um, but they were always very supportive of me kind of looking into all of that stuff. Like, I always had a very intuitive kind of knowing or an intuitive calling, like, I guess... Um, that I always, I don't know, I just liked playing around and kind of magic stuff. Like I was always into that magic. Like that's really <laughs> a word that kind of sums it up for me. Just, yeah, magical things. And um, can we just, start, can you just go <laughs> into that a bit more for me? What, what is like, what is something magical to you? Um, so, yeah, I guess just like anything to do with looking further into self like I mean this is kind of that's not really very young age like but I've always been really into dreams and talking about my dreams and kind mm. of um yeah dress ups and fantasies and like just that real that real childlike world like it was it, that was a really big part of my childhood um so for me that's kind of magic and that's what I feel that I really bring into my work now it's around kind of like not letting go of the magic it's mm. kind of like still bringing that fun into every day because as adults and I know I can do this for sure we can really take things seriously a lot of the time so when I kind of um, catch myself being really serious and all of yeah like serious has its place I just bringing that fun in and that magic that I kind of had in my childhood that I remember from just yeah when I was really young and it feels really good it feels good to bring out that inner child and just bring out that joy and that magic yeah like re-enchanting things I think yeah I get that with um yeah like I mean there's a there's a like the symbolism of things like a season is just a season it's like oh it's getting hotter it's like but what does that mean what's the magic in it yeah. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. <coughs> absolutely. Or today is just another day and the stars just happen to be there. Yeah. You know, or, yeah. 
so that's magic for you. It's, and I think, yeah, I like that. That's really cool. And even animals, like, and that's kind of what shamanism is all about, like with kind of mm. connecting with spirit guides and power yeah. animals and things like that. Like I've always loved animals. Like I'm a big, like I've got a pug and a cat and I just, yeah. like I'm a big animal lover and always yeah. had pets as kids. <clears throat> But um, that, even that, like just all that magic, like I'm just into anything that's really magical and mm. creative, but it's also so, has such a deep meaning and such yeah. a deep purpose to it. So it's kind of like there's so much um, depth in magical creations or in these childlike things that we may take for granted older on, at, um, at a later stage, but mm. there's so much depth in those things that can really offer us a different way of looking at life. Mm. It's pretty... I think that's magical in itself. I'm loving yeah. that word now. Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> so can you talk a little bit about how animals and power animals come into your shamanic work? Yeah, absolutely. <coughs> so, I mean, <coughs> this... Sorry. Poor Jules. Hang on, let me just pause it for just a second. I'll just, I don't know. I'll just come back in a sec. Okay, so... I'll stop coughing. But uh, then the question came up, what's the magic <laughs> of my cough? So, mm, yes, well, I guess maybe around the same time that this cold began, I started doing this podcast. So, there you go. Wow. Challenges with communication. Yeah. And stepping up <clears throat> on your on your soul path, and it's kind of like sometimes these yeah. little challenges can can be to, can come up to test us to really move in more alignment towards what we're meant to be doing. So it shows to me that you're absolutely aligned. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go, everyone. <laughs> Next time you've got a cold, you can know <laughs> that you're absolutely aligned. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. No, that's awesome. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, it's good to have a giggle. Yeah, for sure. No, I just want to just keep talking with these things. I'm just like, oh, I've got a cold, whatever. Let's just do it anyway. I just want to keep going. But I guess maybe there's a part of me that's going, yeah, maybe don't. No, I don't know. I guess there's always that fear, though. Like I, in one of the last ones that I did, I was talking about creativity and facing your fears. That you've just got to just give it a go. Just try. Just keep going. It doesn't matter. Absolutely. And that's kind of why I'm coughing along through this because I'm like, oh, well, I'm having fun. I'm not stopping doing this just because there's yeah. a little cough, I guess. Good on you. And <laughs> it's hard. Like um, when I was doing my training actually um, in shamanic teacher training to, to become a teacher, I that's when I bloody couldn't walk. Like, oh, really? I... I buggered my knee, um, tore some cartilage in it. And, um, so I was like, I mean, I did actually couldn't walk for a few weeks. And then when I went and did the training or did the yeah, teacher training, um, I would be limping around. I was very, in a very vulnerable space, mm. but I think what it taught me is that we can still, or that I could still, even though I'm not perfect or I'm not in this space of like, everything's absolutely physically aligned and perfect that I could still do a job or I could still be there and be in a space where I wasn't perfect but I could still be vulnerable and still hold space for people yeah so that was a really powerful lesson for me because I I feel I mean I'd always in normal other jobs like call in sick if I was sick and yeah. I mean there's looking oh, after yourself it's like, it's as like well. it makes you really know that you want to do something 
if you'll do it even when you're incapacitated. <laughs> yes. Like I see, I've got RSI in my hand as well at the moment, just to double it up. And the other thing that I do is make jewellery. I'm sitting there making this neck. This was like a headpiece I was making today. And I'm like, I love it, I love it. I just want to keep going, but I have this RSI killing me. But you know, when you just really want to do something, you just do whatever you can to make it happen, don't you? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That's it's, how you know. Yes. What definitely. The thing is. Definitely. <laughs> yep. That commitment to your path, no matter yeah, what yeah, kind of totally. thing. Um, yeah. That that's something that comes in strong for me. <coughs> Um, and I think there's two things, like there's self-care and self-nurturing, but then there's also, yeah, kind of like pushing through in this gentle way um, if it is kind of a block or something that's just coming up because you're stepping up out of a comfort zone, out yeah. of like something that's always just been natural. So I guess it's, yeah, facing fears or facing blocks mm. or challenges. That can always, I know for me, yeah, bring up things too, but... Yeah, it definitely does show that I'm aligned, but it can just be a bit scary sometimes. Yeah, it's like it's just bringing attention to that area or something, isn't it? Yeah. It makes you think about it in different ways, which you really need to, like, learn more. Absolutely. This is the magic on a whole other level, isn't it? I think that's such an amazing thing, just thinking of magic as the thing that makes things more alive or more meaningful. Uh, I've heard so many different definitions of what magic is over the years. Mm. I think that's one that I I really like. Um, Yeah, it's cool. And there's, um, it's actually, it's interesting we're talking about this word. It's been with me for a couple of days now, the word magic. But um, like speaking of that amazing book, have you read um, Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert? Oh my gosh, I love her podcast. I haven't gotten around to reading the book yet, but Elizabeth Gilbert is one of my favorite podcasters. Yeah. She's amazing. Do you listen to her podcast? No. But she totally to. was one of the, like, there are three podcasters that I listen to a lot, and they're all friends. Oh, cool. <laughs> I love them all so much. Renee Brown? Well. I have heard her, but um, she's not one of the ones that I listen to a lot. I need to listen to hers more. Um, no, uh, Elizabeth Gilbert, um, Rob Bell, and Pete Holmes. They're oh, awesome. cool. I love them all. Have they're great. of the other two. Oh, they're so good. Yeah, really awesome. If you guys are looking for some podcast recommendations, yeah, Rob, the Robcast um, cool. with Rob Bell, um, Magic Lessons with Elizabeth Gilbert and You Made It Weird with Pete Holmes are all really funny yeah, and good. Cool. Yeah, I like them. I think <laughs> what I love about her, talking about this magic thing as well, like she in that book she talks a lot about bringing... Um, <coughs> Like, if you don't have a passion, that's okay, but bringing curiosity. Oh, so much. And it's so true. Like, just, I mean, in anything, like, say if I'm feeling really crap that day or feeling sick or there's a cough, like, bringing curiosity to that rather than judging it or kind of analysing it or, like, going into it and being serious about it. She talks about just inquiring into it. Like, Yeah, what's this about? Yeah, yeah, the shamanic work can be a lot about that too. But, yeah, just sitting with it and, okay, what's this for me? This is interesting and... That's very childlike as well, and I guess magical, like bringing yeah. that questioning. Well, I, I love how she, yeah, she's talking about creativity and like being curious about looking at what you're interested in and, oh, maybe I'll just follow that thing. Maybe I'll just try and do a little bit of painting or whatever it is that you're feeling curious about creative, creatively. But I think what you're talking about being curious about is um, deeper meaning. <clears throat> yes. Oh, symbolic yes. meaning and being curious about what does it mean? 
Yes. I love that. I love that as like an extra layer on this whole idea. It's really cool. It's giving me goosebumps right now. I like that. Because it kind of brings playfulness to it. Like, I mean, I keep bringing back to this inner child, but it doesn't all have to be so serious. Like, kind of like, oh, this is like, yes, it can be, but it can also be... There can be this inner child fun element brought to anything in life. And that's what I'm learning. I mean, I never used to feel like that. And it's been a lifelong learning to get to that for me. But it's so important. Yeah, it's making me think of Lou. Um, If everybody doesn't know, my my son is four and his name is Lou. And he's just gotten to the stage where he's asking why all the time. Mm. I've been waiting for this time because I think it's going to be heaps of fun (laughs) (laughs) trying to explain everything. But he's like, why this? Why that? Why this? Everything. everything, And um, mm. I, I think that kind of attitude, yes. it's like, what's, the, what's that about? What, why, why do we have hands? Why do we, yes. we live in a house? Why do we have a car? Why do we, you know, anything? Yes. Why, so why, why? So curious, just wanting to yeah. learn about the world. Yeah, it's like, what's going on here? What's really going on here? You know, what's the... What's really, really going on here? Like more and more layers. Yeah. Yes. The depth. Yeah. <coughs> yeah, kids are amazing like that. They're yeah. so intuitive. Like they really see the like they, they think they bring so talking about this inner child, I mean, because I don't have kids myself, but I do find that's another thing, like being around kids. Yeah. Can really bring that out again as well because they just do have that curiosity for life. It's and not they, serious. They point out your bullshit too. They always know when you haven't really dug into what it is that you believe or think they'll be like but why 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 and that challenges you to think about it too I find that so fascinating the the learning that I've gained in starting to teach people things it just exponentially moves your learning yes it's amazing and yeah like kids just challenge you like any student I think challenges you to answer those questions that you hadn't thought about why do I believe the things that I believe? That's yeah, it's fascinating. So stepping up more into authenticity, really, like really, um, because I mean, that's what it sounds like to me. Like just yeah, challenging on that path of authenticity. Like how can I mm. be the most integral, authentic being within myself right now in answering this question? Yeah, just a constant why. Yeah, yeah, and not being not settling on because, you know. Yes. <laughs> so just <Yeah>. because. <laughs> yeah. We, yeah, it's so easy to do that. Just because I said, you know, if yes. we really just think about it and try and work it out, oh my gosh. I was just asking why constantly. It's like the key to ethics, I think. It's yes. fascinating. And I guess it's just, yeah, like it's really supporting their growth and encouraging their growth as well. Mm. But ours too. Yeah. Absolutely. At the same time. Absolutely. Mm. Such a beautiful mirror. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, I suppose connecting with your inner child in that sense is just having a constant why question. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and really, that's like bringing out the magic, isn't it? Like we were talking about. Yes. That's really a cool connection. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm loving this chat because it's just feeling like as we kind of deepen in the chat, everything is connected. Like we started yeah. on cycles. Yeah. And the natural rhythms and, and like the back. paganism. And now we're back. Now we're back. It's all. <laughs> This conversation is bringing out my inner child in a really good way. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so cool. Yeah, for sure. 
Before we got on to that, which I really like talking about, I was going to ask you, and before I went on and had a coughing fit, um, I was asking you like about animals. Yes. And um, I guess the, the magic of the animals and, and I guess what do you come up with when you ask why with animals? So you mean in the terms of the shamanic work? Yeah, like what what is it? Like, I guess for people that don't know much about power animals and how that works, mm. how do you work with them? Or, or maybe for people that do work with them and maybe want to hear a different perspective on how you might work with it in shamanic astrology. Absolutely. So, um, I mean... There's a couple of ways of answering that. So the first is that there's something which I've already talked about um, in shamanism called a medicine wheel, which align, which has an animal kind of in each direction. And okay. we can work with these animals through different phases of our life. So say, for example, the West um, is, there's, it's Sasane, the snake, and it's mm-hmm. all about healing. Where does that word come from? Uh, oh, it's... Do you know, I actually am not 100% sure. I think Is this Native American, though? But... That, because my <coughs> shamanic healing teacher who um, ran the course, um, she created this course, so hmm. I'm not sure. Oh, okay, so it may be her own word. It or could be. We'll just say we don't know. Yeah, not 100% sure on Uncertain that. Uncertain origin. But, um... So basically, so say What was your teacher's name, just so that we, oh, if anyone wanted um, to look it up? Vicky Dean. So okay. she is um, amazing. She's at the College of Complementary Medicine in Hornsby. Okay. And, yeah, that, the course is absolutely life-changing. Like, that's the course that I did. Cool. Um, but so Sasane, the snake, links to um, this transformation, this nourishment from the earth, this connection. Mm. So... If you're really working in the West at a certain time in your life... So the snake it, is for the West, sorry? Just to, yeah. Yeah. It means that you're looking for healing or you're really going within to get that nourishment and connection from is that, the Earth. What element do you relate that to? Is that... Oh, that's Earth, is it? Or that's water? Earth. Oh, yes. Earth. Earth in yeah. the West. Okay. Yeah. So, because it's that real nourishment and that connection from the ground. So, mm. um, so... That, I work in that way, like kind of with the medicine wheel with the animals, which links, yeah, to, to a certain animal. But then there's also, so with certain people, um, if I'm doing a journey, um, something called a shamanic journey or a shamanic mm-hmm. healing for someone, which um, really helps people reconnect to their heart and really release old stuff that's not serving them, sometimes through connecting in with them, we work together to uncover um, guides or spirit animals that may be helping them to align with um, something that they're moving more into. Okay. So it's um, it's kind of around. So with that, it's, so does, and that comes up through like meditation or something, does yeah, it? Yeah, okay. absolutely. So with that, it's not really me doing the healing as such. It's more the healing kind of coming through them, and I'm kind of a. I'm facilitating that healing. So it's kind of whatever is really innate within them that's asking to be healed or asking to come to the surface is coming It's coming through and that's what I'm kind of working with with that energy. Mm. Yeah, and that, so that element can be different for each person, can it? Or is it related to the medicine wheel? 
animals. Oh, yeah, it can be anything. So okay. this, I mean, they can be connecting to ancestral lineage, like um, and and get guides through that. It can be an animal. It can just be an, a particular energy. So it can really make it. It's not always an animal. It mm. it can be kind of anything that's really coming through to support them in their healing. Mm. Yeah, so, but it is, um, the animal energy can def- is definitely a big part of that work as well. Yeah. Yeah. And does that relate ever to your astrology animals? Do they ever come into that or is that not? Because oh, I'm just thinking there's you like, you know, sign. the Leo lion or the Capricorn, um, is that a ram? No. Yeah, well, um, yeah, the goat. So um, that can, um, <coughs> I mean, I don't really work like that, but I love that you've brought that up because I guess it just, show, again, shows how everything kind of links, yeah, like with this animal system, another layer, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, sometimes I would work in a session with someone, like say they've got a lot of Capricorn in their chart, like we might work with that goat energy of kind of taking the small steps to climb the mountain oh yeah but it's not always necessarily what will come up through a healing kind of yeah. thing but yeah i mean the power of animals like they and i think that's the thing too because there's all these kind of interpretations of certain animals um that you can read and i mean i've always been so into that like even even as a kid like well what does this animal mean and those kind of things but the beauty of this work as well is that it's not just these traditional meanings for everyone. It's mm. kind of like sometimes these symbols that come up, it can mean anything. Like the cat, it may not just mean like this person's going through a time of deep intuition and kind of um, perception or whatever the cat might symbolise traditionally. It can also mean other things that like, and it's also about tuning in. Okay, well, what's the cat for that person? Yeah. So even having that discussion around that, yeah, because asking why again, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yes, <laughs> yes, yeah, bringing back that curiosity, yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah, because it can mean different things for everyone. So it's it's kind of not. Sometimes it's about not just labeling it and absolutely bringing that curiosity back. I love yeah. it. For sure. I love it. Yeah. It's really interesting. So, um, I don't know. Is there anything else you wanted to say on that before we move on? Because I've got another question I wanted to ask you. (laughs) (laughs) And no, it's just such an interesting subject. Yeah, well, um, I think, yeah, I mean, like, shamanism, it's, it's interesting because it is a very mysterious kind of, there's no real definite answers and so when like it's it's a hard thing to talk about sometimes because I mean even when you kind of ask me about I mean there's things like the medicine wheel and things like that but it is quite hard on some topics to give definitive answers because and I, I think that's what I love about it again back to that mystery back to that childlike play it's basically it is it I mean it's aligning you with your higher purpose and basically uncovering blocks and traumas and whatever Mm. it is that's holding you back from reaching that so that's why it can these symbols or these spirit guides or whatever it is can mean a lot of thing different things for different people because it depends on where you're at in your journey what you're healing yeah um so that's why it's such powerful work because i mean as astrology it's like a map of the stars it's an actual guide yeah and even though shamanism does have the medicine wheel um it's there's a lot more mystery and intrigue into that 
Um, so I think that's going back to what you originally asked with blending the shamanism and astrology. I think that's what I love about it because the astrology is kind of like it is a system and the shamanism kind of adds that element of mystery and yeah. variety. So it's like, to it's like I mean, the way I'm seeing it, and maybe, I don't know, tell me if this is right or wrong, is like the astrology side of it is giving you the reading and like this is what's you know the universe is saying is going on for you these are the powers at play in your life at the moment and then the shamanic aspect of it is working on like working through that and healing it and settling it i guess or absolutely so um yeah so hello puppy <laughs> sorry i'm just having a little interruption with my beautiful pug coming in and husband <laughs> um so, sorry, Julie, would you mind repeating the question? <laughs> um, oh, we've got some animal company. Hello. Talking about animals. Yeah. <laughs> um, I can't remember. <laughs> oh, something around astrology is the system or the map. Oh, yeah, so astrology is the, um, like the thing that gives you the information about where where the forces are guiding you, but then the shamanic journey is about how you're going to deal with it. Is that... So it's like you've got the yeah. the reading part and the healing part, I guess. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. And I mean, because even um, I've designed, like I've made a an actual, like crafted a floor chart to step into, and that's kind of where the, the, um, the element <coughs> of the shamanism comes into my reading. So that, I mean, what you just said, it's kind of like... The astrology absolutely is the map and is the fingerprint and is that system. But then this this physical chart that you actually get to step into brings mm. that element of actual, like it's the transpersonal, it's the creative, it's kind of what's underneath all of this. This is your soul print, but how can you actually physically step into that yes. to embody all of this yeah. without it just being information? Yeah. So that's why I love the blend oh, because... I love that traditional astrologers and like um are, are great but it's it really is just about kind of having that reading or that information which i do a lot of but the shamanism really does it brings in that kind of yeah it's like the different sides of the brain is that like it's so it's kind of like you've got the information side and then you've got this symbolism side so like your left brain and right brain side or the part of you that understands explanations and words and graphs and diagrams and dates and things like that and information like you can talk to it and your other side of, it, of you that needs to feel and mm. see and experience and you know all your sensual data yes. away from words I love that and I yeah. hadn't really thought about it in that way and I think that's that's beautiful for me because I mean and I think a lot of us including me can be quite heady mm. and kind of get lost up there so yeah. it's, that's why this shamanism blend is so beautiful to come in and, and ground it mm. it's kind of yeah what you're saying ground the information ground yeah. the ideas so that it's, it's like oh, to me that's like magic to me mm. is like asking for things or crafting your intentions with that other side of your brain, that side of your brain that doesn't understand words. Yeah. That you know, the words part are important for the word part of your brain, but if you're gonna really um, embody an intention fully, you have to embody it with all parts of yourself, yes. including that part of yourself that doesn't understand the words that needs yes. to 
um, you know, write the thing you want to let go of on a piece of paper, but, but then burn it because the yes. burning that piece of paper speaks to another part of your being, yes. you know, or, yes. you know, you say, I, I cleanse this room with my intention, but you also walk around with a fan and some incense because that's talking to another part of your intention. You know? Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. I love that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And because it can kind of all be up here. And I mean, the nature of, of us, of human beings, are that we want to know stuff, like we want the kind of answers and yeah. to things. So that's why it can be challenging to really step into that physical realm sometimes to ground it and to kind of work with this mystery and the magic mm. again, like we're coming back to the magic. But that's where actually all of the answers really can come from is that yeah. magic place where we've let it's go like of the ego. It's in between, isn't it? It's like the magic is like in that place where these two worlds communicate. Yes. Like, oh, I love the idea of the space between. It's one of my yes. pet favourite things. Would it's you like, say that's like the void space almost? Oh, it's so many things. It's so many things. This idea of there being like that magic whatever magic is, <laughs> resides in the space between, whatever oh. the space between is. <laughs> That's beautiful. Because it can be like the space between two people or the space between day and night or um, yes and no or, you know, or even right and wrong because the magic is in the process of ethics and working out what the right thing is or that, you know, that learning is the is the magic or that like yes. cooking, you know, you've got raw ingredients and then you've got a meal at the end. The magic happens on the stove, mm. you know, like it's that, that transformational space, I suppose, it's where, not... where something happens where, where there's that sort of quantum moment or that, you know, like where, when did the baby's soul enter oh. the baby, you know, <laughs> and you can, you can kind of get closer and closer and closer to that that moment where the magic happened and you it's sort of it's always between between there's so much in so, this isn't yeah. there yeah oh, like, so much. it's just brought up so much for me but i mean even like the whole birth process and and death like that mm. like life is what happens in well between. yeah life is the space between but also it's amazing also also the process of being born and the process of dying are other spaces between oh. as well or maybe death is a space between two kinds of existence. I don't know, maybe. Yes. Or, you know, it's... Yes. There's so many different ways to look at it. Yeah. But there's always, like, wherever you find a space between things, there's, there's some kind of magic happening in there. Yes. Because that's how we grow yeah. as well. That's how we move from... Like, if, if, if there's not that space to allow things to grow, <coughs> we remain in one way of being or remain stuck or remain in an old story or... Yeah relating it to that I guess and if we're if we're growing it means that there is always this space in between because that's mm. the space that allows for that growth so yeah. I love that yeah and I love like I guess there's not not kind of like there's never a final destination because there's always this growth and this ongoing mm. development and it's, it's also like times in your life when when things are stagnant or or stable you can say as well not necessarily stagnant sort of has a negative connotation but then there's um times when you know you so things you've gotten used to things, and then there'll be a time later when it'll be very different, but you'll be used to things again. But in that time in between, it's really hard, and it's there's a lot of change going on. And it's really difficult, but there's some mm. amazing growth to be had in there. Yeah, like the the challenges 
in between oh. these two places creates so much space for learning. Yes. And it's like, yeah, peaks and plateaus, I was thinking. There's the peaks <laughs> yes. are other times when you're, yeah, getting in the magic zone. And I it's think. about not running away from that. I've like because I think for a long time, for me anyway, like I felt like oh maybe I got scared about that space. Or another word that's coming up is oh, the void, so, yeah. which is oh, magic yeah. as well. But it's a it's such a powerful space to be in that void space or that in between yeah. space or uncertainty. Yes. It's, yeah. Yes. Learning to become uncomfortable with uncertainty, and yes. that that's the paradox. Yep. That's the magic. That's like whoa. Yes. That's yeah. How's that weird? <laughs> That's like, whoa. <laughs> That's like pretty much the best, ex- best explanation I can give for the paradox. It's yeah. like, whoa. <laughs> whoa, magic. It's, yeah, it's ineffable. Because <laughs> well, yeah, there's no real it. way of even describing it, is there? Like, it, that, it comes no, back to not, this whole, yeah. like, it is kind of whoa because yeah, it's just know, out there and it's, it's the void and there's no yeah. real, it is the unknown. Yeah, so and any that. any words that you get for it just limit it, and that's not enough. Yeah, yeah. So whoa it's isn't really like a full word. So it's, <laughs> it's like trying to say, really, how many colours are in the rainbow? You know, like yes, there you can't say, but there, it is in a space between black and white. Yeah, like it is the refraction of light in between darkness and bright white light. Absolutely. And so it is a particular space. It is finite in a way, but it's also infinite, infinite, because there's just like oh. so much variety in that space as well. Uh, oh, this, this concept is just like one of my favourites ever. Yeah. I love it so much. It's just been life. been a big inspiration for me. Yeah, yeah like the, the absolute unfolding of life and just how many facets there are to life, like, yeah. It's just never, like, it's not linear. Life isn't linear. Life isn't no. just one way. There's so many ways of looking at things. And that's the beauty of, oh, of, like, of everything. Yeah, just shuffling and spiraling and interesting, crazy stuff. Woo! We talk about that for <laughs> ages. Uh, but we're, we're kind of, woo, we're getting along with time. And I really wanted to ask you um, to talk a little bit about this webinar that you've got coming up and what people might be able to expect from that. It's yes. a free webinar, right? Yes. So that's right. Yeah, so you guys should register and, and do it. It's on the on the twenty fourth of March at seven PM Sydney time. Yep. So what's gonna go down? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so it's um basically <coughs> combining um yeah, the shamanism and astrology that we've been talking about to really align with your soul path and to align with the cycles. Um, so this what we've been talking about here, like aligning with the medicine wheel, aligning with the animals within the medicine wheel, aligning with... It's to really emotionally empower yourself in wherever you're at in your life, mm-hmm. whether you run a business, um, really kind of aligning you with your absolute soul potential. And that's where this... We talk about in the webinar um, the moon, um, your own moon in your astrology chart as well and how that can play a really big part in how you deal with things in your everyday life, how you feel things on a deep level. Mm. And knowing that and knowing where that is in your chart can really help to emotionally empower you moving forward and moving forward in where you're actually meant to be at in your life. So why is the moon so important? So, um, well, the moon, I mean, in terms of in this webinar, you mean? Like, uh, yeah, why are you choosing to look at the moon as, as the yeah. focus for this 
thing. Okay. But I, don't, I, I really don't know that much about astrology. I yeah. read my star sign sometimes, but I don't know that much about it. So the moon is basically your, your <coughs> feelings. It's your landscape to your emotions. So, for example, mm. if you had an Aquarius moon, that they become quite detached and quite um, need time to really process things, to think things through, but they also need to be around like-minded people. Mm -hmm. As if, for example, if you had a Cancerian moon... I think I have that. Okay, mm -hmm. cool. Well, um, yeah, so need a lot of... Need space, but need also time... Need to feel nurtured and need to feel loved and need to feel um, that of being heard it cancer is ruled by the moon actually so it's the mm. real feminine motherly energy so really being that that mother to to yourself like really kind of nurturing the, those needs so knowing this and knowing the moon sign um is really powerful and that's why everyone is so different so even though we can follow the moon cycle this isn't what i'm talking about in this webinar but follow the actual moon cycle to be in alignment with whatever the moon's doing knowing our own moon sign means that we can emotionally empower ourselves um, in anything that we do knowing what we need oh, so so if we know what our sign is with the moon then that can help us understand the phases of the moon in a particular way is that is that what you're saying uh yes well absolutely that kind of that can link in as well oh, okay. um so um, as i said like i won't because that it's quite in depth to go into yeah, that okay, as sure. well on the webinar but the oh the, so are you going to go into this on the webinar is this well, the kind not, of thing you're talking about not the moon's phases mm -hmm. um i mean that's I, I do do work with that but not in this particular webinar it's okay. more going to be kind of your own moon and how that you can really align that to really emotion emotionally empower yourself in your business in right. your life and also incorporating um, the shamanic <coughs> tools to really align with that cycle that as well. That sounds awesome. So I'm really excited to share because it's such yeah. a, like, they're such powerful um, ancient modalities that just offer so much insight. And I just want more people to know about the, how they can use it to really live a really great life. Yeah, great. So I've never been to a webinar before. How does that work? Uh, so it's online. So yeah. basically, um, all you do is you need the link to sign up and register. It's yeah. on something called Zoom. Do you want me to share the link? Yeah, sure. Or... Oh, oh, I can put it in the show notes. I'll put it in the show yeah, notes. Yeah, cool. Okay. So basically, um, from that, you just click on the link and it takes you through to um, a screen. You'll see me initially mm -hmm. and then um, I'll be talking throughout it so you'll hear me and I'll be bringing up slides and showing you different oh, things okay. that you can really do to kind of... Yeah, move forward. And is it interactive? Life. Like, do we go online video as well, or is it just like you comments by text? Have, or? Um, so for webinars we specifically, because online programs have a thing for that, but it's um, it's not the video won't come, but you'll be able to chat through Messenger kind okay. of thing. Awesome. So it'll so still it'll be, be really interactive. interactive. Yeah, absolutely. So, so yeah, you can great. ask. Everyone can bring their questions. And, okay. Yeah. And will people need to know what their astrology chart is before they come along? Yes. Beautiful okay. question. So that's in the... So when they click on that link to sign up, it comes up with a process you have to follow to get that information. Okay. Yeah. But they will need to go to something. It's a website called astro.com and just key in their date, place and time of birth. Yeah. And it gives you like a whole reading, doesn't it? So, that's but they right. only really need to know the moon one Is that's that right? right yeah okay they, cool. and they don't even need to read anything about it but just yet to know what sign it's yeah. in awesome yeah yeah it's going to be so much fun i'm going to come yay yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but if they can't come on the night they can still get a, a recording of it later 
Is that right? Absolutely. Yeah. So, so you don't have to be there on the day. You can just register and then get it emailed to you. That's right. Yeah. So I'll probably I'd say I'll send it out the next day, so on the 25th of March. So absolutely, if you can't make yeah, it live, that's so, beautiful. So you said it would be good for business if you're in business, but just is it just good for general life, what life goals and shaping where you're headed and yeah. that kind of. So I mean. So what what did you say it was called again? It's the um, soul for astrology for shamanic astrology for soul path abundance that sounds awesome (laughs) so yeah so absolutely so anything on your soul path so whether you are in your own business um, I do work with a lot of people that are either in businesses or just starting out but it's basically anything that's uh, whatever you aligns you with your absolute soul path and yeah wanting to feel abundant in that and in what you love and feel Mm. really aligned and connected to that so um, so how would you describe a soul path just your own understanding of it. I got my understanding. I just wondered how you understood it. Yeah. So I think it's just, and I mean, like <coughs> that's because that's interesting thing. Like that's kind of what I originally called my business as well, the soul's journey. So it's, I really feel this soul work or this soul path is when you're in absolute alignment with your purpose, with your passion, with your authenticity, with um. You were talking about these words kind of earlier, but with your joy in life. Oh, uh, yeah. We, well, we say like truth, love, yes, um, honesty, yes, gratitude, yep. optimism. Yeah. Yeah. All the yeah. happy, yummy words. Gratitude. <laughs> yeah. Like I might have said that, but yeah, all, absolutely. All the yummy words. And that to me is the soul path, like kind of like really aligning with your absolute highest truth. Yeah. Um, and that creates the life that you want, but also the work that you love doing if you're in yes. alignment with those things. Ah, I love that. Yeah, <laughs> so much. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah, it makes That's what we're talking about with Arwen. Yeah, we, we talk about the flowing spirit that comes through you that helps you be creative. So Ooh, like, I love it. And, like, spirit is, like, your higher self is, like, your, your, your personal self in connection with spirit, which is another way of saying soul, I guess. Yeah. So if your soul journey is your journey most in connection with spirit. Yes. And then that's where the real magic happens. Mm. Oh. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Awesome. So, yeah, if you guys want to come along to that, you can check it out on Kat's um, Facebook page. It's Kat Ellis McIntyre, Shamanic Astrologer. And, um, yeah, well, I'll look forward to, to hearing that, and I hope you will too. Um, if you guys want to find out anything more about Cat Ellis, you can, Cat Ellis McIntyre, you can find her website, which is www.catellismcintyre.com. And, um, yeah, we'll see you on the 24th, hopefully. Um, if you want to hear any more about what I do, you can find my website, which is www.forestspiritjewelry.com. And the jewellery is spelt J-E-W-E-L-R-Y. Or you can find the stuff I do on Druidry on Facebook in the group Druids Down Under. Thanks heaps for listening. It's been awesome. Thanks, Kat, for coming along or for having me over at your house, more like. (laughs) Thanks for having me, Julie. It's been awesome. I've loved talking about all the magic. Yeah, it's been really (laughs) great. I love that. Cool. (laughs) I hope you guys have a magical day or evening or whenever it is that you're listening to this. Thanks for listening.